0: Welcome back, everybody, and thanks again for joining us. We are in season two of the Seek First podcast, and uh, so excited to be here with you guys today.
1: Yeah, we're excited to be back with you guys this week. Um, We're going to be talking today about something that's been requested. Um, We're going to be talking about dating. So, we apologize to those of you who are married and you feel like this doesn't apply to you, Um, but we had several listeners that requested this, so I think it would be good to just kind of put it out there we we're right. not claiming that we have the answers over know at all like any other topic um yeah absolutely not so just stick and with I, us
0: i would uh i would also say maybe if you're a married couple uh, or a married individual um listening to uh maybe still stay tuned because maybe there'll be something that you could help someone in your life or uh, or not skip along if you want and to no, and- that,
1: that's so true because you never know when someone's going to come to you asking for your opinion on something and so it's always good to kind of have out ahead of time because you just you just never
0: know. Yeah, absolutely. And like Lauren said, we are uh, we're not claiming to be professionals here or to know everything or to have it all together. Actually, in fact, I feel like I'm more than probably anything in this episode. I, I feel like maybe I'm a little bit nervous. Really? Because we've had so many people request it that I'm like, well, man, what if this is a big bust for them?
1: You know, it might be a bust, but that's okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do our best, and we'll. we'll... <laughs>
1: It's true. I mean, all we do, and this is for any episode that we do, is we just take a look at scripture that speaks to us, that we right. feel like is relevant and can be applied, and we give it to you. And yeah. I mean, some of it is more or less our interpretation and opinion, but...
0: Right, absolutely. But that's what we're going to give you today, and uh, hopefully, hopefully it can help somebody out.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think it'd be fun today if we just started out, again, like, you guys getting to know us being straightforward, a little vulnerable, Andrew, what is one thing that, um, in the dating years, whether it was like when you and I were dating or just like dating in general in that phase of your life, what is something that you did not do well and you wish you could go back and do better? Um,
0: this is gonna, I'll just, I'll just put it out there. I wish during my high school years, my, uh, quote, dating, and quote, relationships I had. Um, I wish I would have had fewer, quote, dating uh, or, quote, girlfriends. Um, so you
1: wish you would have dated
0: dated less. less. Um, you know, it's kind of this thing in, in high school, and maybe if there's anyone listening that you're, um, you're currently, you know, a high school or middle school student, or maybe if you're listening and you're uh, maybe involved in youth ministry, you see this quite a bit, is that there's kind of this whole thing of... Uh, You gotta like kind of like you're you're like a weirdo if you don't have a girlfriend or if you don't have like it's like you you,
1: gotta prove yourself, yeah.
0: It's like you gotta have somebody like, oh, who are you talking to or who's so it's uh, it's kind of that that whole thing of um, of that in high school, and yeah, I wish I have to say once I made it to my senior year, I kind of just gave up on that. I was like, I don't really care anymore. Um, senior year on out into college, it didn't wasn't wasn't a thing, but I wish during my high school years uh, that that would have been maybe the one thing. If I could go back, I would, I would pretty much not have probably any of the girlfriends I had. <laughs>
1: if sorry you, if, if you're you,
0: listening <laughs> and you were my girlfriend. <laughs> that's nothing against you. <laughs> if you were listening and we ever went on any form of date or talked or went out or anything. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that to sound like you're a horrible person. I'm just meaning as an individual, like no. there's a lot of other things that I could have put effort and time into. And you could probably agree if you're one of those people, I should just shut up anyway.
1: No. Okay. So I think what would help that is explaining why, like, like why, why would you that's not yeah. go back and it wasn't necessarily the people that you dated.
0: Right. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a good next uh, note to go on to there um the reason i would say that and the reason i would um make that decision not have those relationships is that in reality uh as a 14 15 16 even 17 year old chances you're are young. the <laughs> yeah chances are the the people you're you know dating your girlfriend your boyfriend that you're going out with if you look at it on a like a real hard practical stance and in the, the hard sense of reality, are you truly, like, in love with that person? Are you truly going to end up spending your life with that person? And if you're not, not to say that there's nothing to gain in a relationship, but if you're not and you're truly desiring to follow after Christ, there's so many things that time dedicated into your relationship with Christ could be benefiting you in that time that whenever you're dating um, – in that in that kind of age group is that there's, I mean it really just comes down to yeah you might have fun and that person might be a really good friend but at the end of at the end of it all, it could probably mostly be, be to count be counted as some some form of a distraction or some form of a basically a time filler yeah. uh, and whether that's your relationship for God or your uh, education or um, maybe you're not you know not someone wanting to go to college but you're wanting to go to like a, a technical school or, you know whatever whatever your path is there, when you're at that age, there's so much that you could do that by the time you hit 18, 20, 21, 25 years old, that if you put in the hard work in those early years, you come out of the gate so far ahead of everybody and so far advanced spiritually in your relationship with God and your spiritual maturity and wisdom and understanding and things. And, and then in your career, you know, if you put in the extra hard work in high school and you come out, uh, you come out and you've taken those advanced courses and you've taken those early college courses and you come out, you've could potentially have knocked out a whole year of your college before you've ever actually even stepped onto a campus. So what
1: you're saying is, is that you're jealous of the way that I spent my high school years.
0: Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so for a quick translation for anyone who doesn't know, that's basically what Lauren did is she didn't date hardly anybody in high school. And, and she did take those AB classes. She did take those college courses. Um, leading up and so whenever she got to college she was like I, I think you hadn't you already knocked out like an entire semester and like half of another one by the time you I started? don't know I don't remember but so basically the short of it is I would say it's not that if you are in a previous uh, dating relationship of mine it's not that you were a terrible <laughs> person or influence it's simply put that as a teenager your time is very valuable and you think that you have the Entire world to make up for whatever you want to do. Um, and then reality kicks in at about 20 when you realize you want to seriously start dating and look at getting married. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, now I want a family and I'm still trying to learn how to be established. And yeah. so if and you take advantage of that time as a teenager. You could really get ahead of that.
1: You're right. And I, I think, too, just so that people don't feel like we're speaking into different phases that they're past, that is also applicable um, in the Maybe college or early 20s or, you know what, no matter where you are in life. Right. Um, where you are is valuable. And I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, and to just date. And like you said, it's nothing against a person. But to just date anyone when you're not necessarily ready as an individual. Right. You are really compromising the potential that you have. And you're compromising that other person's potential. Right. Um, you're easily influenced when you're at a vulnerable stage in life and so whenever maybe you're not secure in who you are or maybe you're dating someone that has different priorities and ambitions and when you're easily influenced and you put your guard down you change paths on what your priorities are which ultimately
0: leads to kind of mental and even spiritual maybe distress or unhappiness absolutely um i would yeah i would kind of to second what you're saying there yeah everything i touched on i was saying from my standpoint because that was kind of my teenage years but I would also say the same applies that if you're maybe in your early 20s and dating or even late 20s or early 30s or maybe you're someone who's been through a situation like you've gone through a divorce and you're trying to feel out the dating world again. I would I would say to all of those categories and to all of those people, don't just fill your time with a relationship just for the sake of it being there, but be intentional about what what you're doing and about who you're spending your time with and who yeah. you're dedicating your life to.
1: Definitely. So do you want to hear what I think I could have done better?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, sorry, mine took up a lot of time, but yeah, <laughs> let's see what you got. No,
1: it's okay. Mine is actually more specific to our dating, the dating that Andrew and I did before we got engaged and got married. Um, or actually it was while we were engaged. Also, it was basically that time frame before we got married. Well, I feel like, I could have done better, that we could have done better as a team, is our prayer life. Um, it was something that I feel like we did separately. It wasn't necessarily like we completely did not pray at all. It wasn't that. Absolutely it's not what it is today for me. My prayer life is like way better than it was before we were married. Um, but I don't—I can't really—I mean, we prayed together at church. Like, I can remember sometimes that happened, but I can't remember a time when, like, maybe we were on the phone or we, you know, when we made it a—we didn't make it a priority every day to be like, hey, let's pray together. And if you're in a serious relationship with somebody, if you're dating someone that I would hope the the end goal in dating that person is marriage, you need to go ahead and establish that prayer— with that prayer life with that person. Because when you get married and you become one, um, it's going to be really awkward if you live in the same house and you want to pray, but you've, the two of you have never prayed together. So you're really embarrassed to pray.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. I think we could have, as you said, we did good on our individual prayer life, but kind of um, pushing that, that couple's prayer, that time spent together in prayer. Um, and, Let me also kind of play the flip side of this here and say, as Lauren said, if you make it to the point and you get married and you have not established that, it's going to be kind of an awkward setting. It's going to be very difficult to start that. On the same exact note, whenever you're dating, no matter when you start this, it's going to be an awkward thing in in the beginning, no matter what. We're not saying this is going to be an easy task, but 100% agree with Lauren. If this is someone that you... Say, yeah, I want to do ministry with this person. I want to spend my life with them. I want to have kids with them in the future. I want our family to be amazing and live for God. Then, yeah, absolutely. Push through that and, and find a way. Like Lauren said, maybe it's too weird to pray together in person. So start out over the phone and say, hey, I'm going to call you and we're going to pray together. And if the first time you guys are doing that means you put it on speakerphone and you set the phone across the room and you walk over to the other corner Pray loud enough that they can maybe hear something's going on, but they can't hear everything. And if that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable, and ease yourself into it. Do whatever you have to do, but yeah, absolutely make that a priority to spend prayer time together. And also, I would say, your study time as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, To talk about those things, I think, and again, it all just kind of carries over. This is something I was going to maybe mention later, but it's applicable. um. I think that it should be something to where if you guys talk on the phone every night, if you're dating someone and you talk on the phone every single night, um, you, should, you should make a boundary or a rule or an expectation, really, and say, you know what, until we have spent time in prayer and studied... The word, or you know, read our Bible that day. I don't think that we should spend that long amount of time talking on the phone until we've done that. And yeah. what you're doing there is you're establishing that um, you're establishing that the foundation of your relationship that God comes before it and that everything else you know, falls under that. And and then, yeah. honestly, you're going to have a better relationship with anybody in that way. Yep. But um, your mind's going to be more clear. You're going to be, um, you're going to feel more boldness to pray together. Um, you're going to feel so much better because you're going to be confident in that. Um, and so I would say, Make that an expectation. So then, whenever you get together, you have read your Bible, and you can say, "Hey, like I read this passage of scripture today." You know, like what do you think about? Like you have something to conversate about. You have something that is biblical that God will bless. I mean, it can be simple. It doesn't have to be. I studied for four hours today. Listen to this. Like it doesn't have to be elaborate. You can
0: literally be like, I started. I started the book of Numbers today, and I Mm -hmm. read one chapter. Like. The fact that you're putting forth the effort and saying, like, I've been reading my Bible yeah. and this is what I'm working on. I'm going to make it doing.
1: even more simple than that. Memorize one verse together a week. That's yeah. it. Memorize one verse together. Yep. Just like anything that you establish that is going to make God the foundation, the priority in your relationship, set that before it, God will then come and bless it.
0: And I'm also going to turn for any of the the guys that are out there listening I'm going to turn the heat up on you a little bit because the Bible called the, the Bible teaches us and calls us to be the spiritual leaders and the spiritual head of our household. And if this person that you're dating is someone that you truly plan to spend the rest of your life with that you want to marry, you should be preparing yourself and doing everything you can to take steps to step into that role already, to yeah. lead things, um, to be the example. And so, guys, I'm going to put the heat on you. If you're in a relationship right now and this is not happening... That's your responsibility to say, hey, I think we should be doing this
1: but and, if,
0: and I was gonna say and if you're not if you're not the guy listening, if you're the the female listening and you're in a relationship don't take that as well I'm just gonna sit and wait on the guy to say something yeah no if it's not happening that that door opens both ways and Absolutely. that's okay for you to say like I think this is really important and I think that we should be doing this but but yeah guys if you are out there if you are on the other end of this that should be. That should be your job to take the lead on that.
1: hundred percent. If you're a female listening and you feel like there's room for improvement, that does not mean that you get to take a backseat. You know, that does not mean that that you just kind of sit and wait for them to take the lead. And there are ways to do it respectfully. There are ways to encourage things um, without taking a hit at, you know, your significant other and being like, well, because you're not taking the lead here, let me just step up. No, we're all human. And you don't know what that other person may even be going through that. If you initiate some prayer, if you initiate, you know, memorizing a verse or something like that, you don't know what that could catapult them into. Right.
0: Absolutely. And I think even, even if you're in the dating stage, if you go back, if you haven't heard it yet, our, our episode that was on marriage, um, we kind of talk about that a little bit of the importance of if there's something that you're unhappy with in your relationship, there are good ways to address it. There are good ways to talk about that, that it's not insulting. It's not condescending. It's not saying, hey, you're not doing your job. But it there's healthy ways to, to build relationships and to address conflict and to, to resolve things that would build your relationship and make your walk with God stronger.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we talked about things that we could have done better. What was something you did good? What was something good from your dating years, or I guess maybe when you were dating me?
0: Oh, man, something good. I feel like something good when we were dating, um, that we did really well, both individually and together, is our fasting.
1: Oh, man, that's what I was thinking. Oh, we must have been really good about it then, if we yeah. both thought that.
0: Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like we did really, uh, really well with our fasting, and that kind of tied with our, it's like we would fast together, pray individually. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I feel like that was kind of our.
1: Yeah, that takes me back to um, when we were before we were dating, um, Andrew and I were good friends in high school and uh, we went to high school together and we had several things that in the youth group at that time we would initiate like there were different things, you know, services, um, there were different volunteer Um, events that we initiated or we kind of stepped up with and before we would do those things we typically would come together the two of us and we would say hey let's fast or we had different friends in high school that were going through a hard time or that we just wanted to see them you know really blossom and come to know the Lord Um, we would fast about those things as well and I remember specifically I remember specifically a time when we, it was actually the, the only, it was the first time that I had ever done a fast so intense, and it was a three-day fast that we had done, and we just, I think we just drank juice, I don't remember, but the I would have never done that at that age if I didn't have somebody else to do it with me, and to kind of push me out of my comfort zone, and so we weren't dating at the time, but it really laid that framework for fasting now in our marriage because yeah. we saw the incredible result that that right. had. I remember that first church service as well after that we had fasted and God really showed up and really, um, just really blessed. I know my, my walk with him, but it just helps when you have someone else to do it with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I would say that, yeah, our fasting together started in our friendship, uh, before long before we dated, but yeah, I feel like it carried well through our dating and yeah, even into our marriage and uh, that just kind of kind of retouches on that note of if you if you set those things up before before you're married, before you're living together, before you're, you know, tied into a relationship that you've taken a vow to last eternity, if you set these things up, it's going to make that process so much easier whenever you get there.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I really think that it's one of those things that it's easy to just kind of overlook prayer and fasting both, but right. if you have someone that's holding you accountable, right? those are things that will also, if you're praying for God to show you if you're in the right relationship, um, he will reveal that to you. If you will dedicate time to prayer and fasting, if you're questioning something in that relationship, if you're with someone and you're like, Hey, let's fast together. And they're not willing to do that with you. There you're, there you go.
0: Yeah. There's your answer. You don't, you don't need a, the heavens to open and God to rain down something specific out of the sky. He's, he's kind of given you the answer there and yeah. the in the simple and the simple day to day of it. Um, yeah, I think that's good. Crazy that we both had that as our answer. Though. That's what we kind of, that's, that's what we what agreed on. Thinking. That's what we were touching on. I
1: mean, there were other things, but
0: yeah. So in, in dating, uh, there's a lot, uh, we've, we've kind of touched on prayer and fasting, the importance of that. Um, I would say another thing that is, is uh, very important is to is really find um, find the, the means of loving yourself. And I'm going to explain that a little bit because I don't mean loving yourself and being like, I'm so great at this. I'm such a wonderful this person. Yeah, I and
1: honestly don't even like that term. Yeah. But um, I mean, yes, you have to love who God created you to be.
0: Right and 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 saying loving yourself, I'm not meaning a prideful way or a boastful way, or uh, I'm meaning more with a with a humble heart, um, with loving loving yourself with a confidence in God, having the understanding of who you are and who Christ has called you to be, and what what your your meaning in this world is. I mean, what was the whole intention of God putting you here on this earth? Um, not seeking your worth in other people, not seeking affirmation from social media or from Uh, you know, people, relationships in in the world, whether friendships, family members, whatever, not seeking affirmation from everything around you, Um, or even maybe to the extent of, you know, moving past, because I think at some point, probably everyone deals with this a little bit on some level, is moving past those self-destructive kind of uh, self-tearing down, however you want to put that, those thoughts that um, we all kind of have those times that we struggle with that it really... um, it really is hard on us internally that you know we are maybe too hard on ourselves that we say we're not good enough for this or that these feelings I have these feelings I feel this way about myself or I'm not good enough for this or no I was never intended to do this or I can't match up to what somebody else is doing and so when I say finding finding a way to love yourself it's it's in the sense of finding that understanding that God created me for who I am and that I'm I'm confident that God is going to use me. I'm confident that I can have a strong relationship with God. I'm confident that no matter what I face, that God does give me grace and mercy every day and that he loves me no matter what my failures. That's the kind of love in yourself that I'm talking about because if you go into a relationship not having those things, um, that that will inevitably surface. You're going to look for those things in a relationship, and ultimately what's going to happen there is that you're going to be looking for answers in a human that only God can give you only God can heal you. Only God can give you the understanding of these things. And you'll be searching for earthly understanding of things that are of a heavenly nature. So,
1: yeah. And there, this is a very elementary concept that kind of get yourself together. Um, know who you are, be confident in God and in, in who God has called you to be and what he's called you to do. And, that will then allow you to have a relationship with someone else that flourishes and you'll be a better encourager. Um, because if you have things about yourself, don't get me wrong. We all struggle. There will always be something that you battle. Like, right. for example, my confidence is still not what it should be. It's just, it is, it is what it is. But it's one of those things where there are things in my heart and in my life that I had to iron out, that I had to seek God for, and um, really establish that He is my source. Because if I hadn't done that, I would then be looking to Andrew, or I wouldn't be able to encourage him or be an encourager for him in the way that I should, because I would I would have constantly been looking at myself and been like, well, this isn't good enough about me. Yeah. Or, um, or maybe there are insecurities that I would want him to, um, call out and maybe, you know, if I struggled with my appearance, appearance, I would rely on him to talk about how much I need him to tell me how much, you know, I look beautiful or something like that. Don't get me wrong. Those are things that you love to hear and it is wonderful about a relationship. But if you depend on that, then it really becomes a stressor and a strain on your relationship. Whenever you expect that from the other person. Right.
0: And so I would say, as Lauren said, there's always going to be things that everyone struggles with. You're going to have those things that come back to you, come back at you, that you're going to feel like, am I ever going to get rid of this, get past this? And that's okay. That's part of being human. That's part of our flesh. Um, I would encourage you that in a relationship that you're in or in a relationship that you're looking for is be able to take those things that you struggle with And instead of holding them inside and, as Lauren said, kind of of searching for the other person to find them and to fix them for you, is that whenever you're in a relationship is to be able to talk about them. Mm -hmm. Is to be able to put them out there and say, this is really what I struggle with. This is what I've been maybe tempted by or that I've dealt with internally or mentally. Or this is a, a spiritual failure that I feel like I struggle with over and over. Because that relationship can be your accountability. That relationship can be your foundation in Christ that says, you know, the, the other person there should be able to say, if you're struggling with this insecurity, then I'm going to help you pray about that. And I'm going to do everything I can to, to help encourage you and help you find that Christ really, truly has a good intention for you and that he really means well for you. And if you're in a relationship and you can't find that within the person that you have, if they're not willing to to help you um, you know, through those struggles, if they're not willing to listen to those things, they're not willing to take those things seriously, I'm not going to say you should end that relationship, but I will say I think you should seriously consider what your future would look like with them. If yeah. you were to spend eternity with someone who can't take a serious internal spiritual matter and take it on a serious level and say, let's get down to the to the bottom of this and let's see if we can do our best to resolve this for you, if they can't take that look on something, and, and I don't know, maybe just my opinion here, but I, I feel it's going to be very hard to push through trials and through tribulations in life whenever you have someone that has that outlook on things.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think another red flag, as we're talking about this, and you're wondering, I don't know, do I, am I confident enough in who God has made me to be? And you're not really sure if you're ready to date or if you, you know, you're just trying to find that balance. If you cannot be secure in being single, let's just say for, I don't know, a year, like if, if the thought of being single for a year terrifies you because you don't have that other person to me, okay, that is a time to step back and be like, you know what? I need to reevaluate and I need to be more confident in who I am through Christ Yeah. because you're requiring another person to complete you. If the thought of that is terrifying, don't get me wrong. We all want to be in a relationship and that is a wonderful thing, but there is power in singleness because you're, you're acknowledging that God is your portion, that he is enough, that you don't need another person Absolutely, to yeah. complete you as that you, ha- y- all your confidence is in him. Right. And I think about, um, I think about Jeremiah, uh, 29, 13, and that actually says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And so, or I think it's with all your heart, one or the other. And so if your heart is constantly being, um, shared with another person so if you by the from the time that you were like a preteen if you have always been seeking for a person to date if that has always been a priority and your heart has shared space between another person and God has never really been something that you devoted that time to um I think it's really important to take a step back and really dedicate your life sincerely wholly to God because all of your heart I mean that's a big, um, I mean, that's just a big statement to come right. from that verse. And so yeah. I think it's really important that we reevaluate and we ask ourselves, have I really given my, my whole heart to God? Or yeah. have I been trying to give it to other people or to other things? Yeah,
0: that's so good. So Yeah, I really, I, I love that a lot because, yeah, that verse is, you you skip over a lot of times the emphasis on giving your whole heart, giving everything. And yeah, absolutely. Every, every relationship that you're in, every boyfriend, every girlfriend, every, however you want to put that, that you spend a little bit of time with that you date for a couple months just for fun. Inevitably, you give a little piece of your heart to them. You give a little piece of, of your love for people and your ability to love other things. You give a little bit of that away. And so, yeah, absolutely. I think that's so good to, to seek that first and take that time if you need it. Um, I would say also in dating, uh, sorry, I feel like I'm doing a lot of the talking. Um, no, you're
1: good.
0: I, I would say another, another thing that is very important is the, uh, the understanding that, that love is not just the feeling. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: love is a decision. Yeah. Um, because inevitably that, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> inevitably you're going to have that, um, you're going to have that time in a relationship when that other person is just pushing all your buttons and you're like, Kate, like you're driving me up a wall. Or you're going to have that time in a relationship that hopefully it's early on, but that things about the other person's past is going to come out. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say, well, well, I never did any of that or <laughs> I was never involved in that. So that's not fair to me. And that's not what love is. See, the Bible tells us that we are to love one another as Christ loved the church. And if you look at the love that Christ had for the church, that was a 100% unconditional love. Mm-hmm. That was a love that said, no matter what you've done, I still love you the same yesterday. And I'll love you the same today. And if you mess up again today, I'm still going to love you the same tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard concept to take on for a relationship because you think, well, what if this person has hurt me before? But the love that Christ calls us to have for one another and this goes outside of dating, mm-hmm. but I think especially is applicable to the, to your dating relationship is that you have to have forgiveness. Yeah. You have to love even when you don't feel like it, even when that person frustrates you, even when that person lets you down, even when you learn of things of their past. Luke 6 and uh, I believe it's 37 says, judge not lest you be judged. And a lot of us, we know that part of the verse and we stop there because we like to say, well, don't judge me. You know, don't judge me. I'm, you know. I'm not judging you, so you can't judge me. Judge not, lest you be judged. But if you keep reading the verse, it says, Condemn not, lest you be condemned. Mm-hmm. And the last part is actually my favorite part of that verse. It says, Forgive, and you will be forgiven. People are going to hurt you. You're going to learn things about people when you're in a relationship with them that you didn't know maybe whenever you went into that relationship, and you're going to look back and say, well, Wow, maybe if I knew this before we started dating, I don't know if we would have been dating then. Mm-hmm. But God says to forgive and I will forgive you. Because yeah. at the end of the day we've all failed and loving someone, being in a relationship with someone is not just a feeling of, Oh, well they make me so happy and I'm so excited to spend time with them. But no, it's making the decision that even when that feeling has faded away and even when it's difficult and even when I have a lot of questions, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna go to them with the same joy, with the same excitement, and I'm gonna give them my all no matter what.
1: Yeah. We aren't downplaying the importance of the person that you spend your time with in relationships. We aren't downplaying that at all because it is a really important decision. And we don't think that you should settle. Right. That, that's not something that we're saying here. Absolutely not. What we're saying is if the person that you're with is making a conscious effort to seek the Lord, if they are making a conscious effort and putting in the work, if they are... If they are spending time reading the word, if they are trying to have a prayer life and they're doing the best that they can, that does not give you grounds to pull out things from their past. That does not mean that you can, you know, pick at things that maybe you don't like about them and try to make them better. No, God has called you, like he said, to love. And like, like Andrew said, if that's in a dating relationship or outside of one, that is so critical Because a lot of times whenever we're looking at someone and something that they're doing is aggravating us or it's annoying or we don't think that they're doing something well, I guarantee you there are probably five things within, you know, that time that you're sitting there, you know, criticizing and thinking about you don't like that thing that you're doing that they don't like about you either.
0: Right. They could could turn those tables very quickly.
1: And the very, doing that very thing, I mean, we all get irritable. But that very mentality of just thinking, oh, I don't like that they do this, or I can't believe that they did this. Yeah. The attitude that you're having in that moment is not Christ-like. Right. And, you know, if you go back and you listen to the episode that we talked about loving people, we talk about that. And we say, if, you know, you have pet peeves, then you're the one that has room to grow. Right. Right. Just go back and listen to that episode because that'll explain it. But the reason why we're talking about this is ultimately dating leads to marriage. Like, that is the goal. Yeah. And if all of this rises in marriage, it only makes life so much more difficult. Yeah. Because you have so many stressors once you get married. You have, you know, the financial stressors. You have the workload stressors. You have blending two completely lifestyles to completely different lifestyles together and trying to make them one yeah and so if you can get ahead of the game and you're dating and you can kind of let your pride go and forgive and show grace at that time yeah and not not keep pulling up somebody's past then it will really help you whenever you get to that phase of marriage
0: right yeah absolutely and I think to kind of go with that, and we've touched on this a little bit already, but I think one way to really help with that whole process is when you get to the dating phase of life, uh, no matter what age group you're in, is I, would, uh, I wouldn't say it's the only way to do it, um, but in my opinion, it's the, the best way to do it. I would highly encourage you, date someone that you have known that you have had a relationship with, that you have built a friendship with. I'm not saying that there's not those, because I know I know many, many people that have met someone and within a few weeks they started dating and within maybe a few months or a year, they've gotten married and they have amazing relationships and they do amazing things in ministry and they're following after Christ and it's it's awesome the things that they do. But from my perspective, I found that it worked best, as Lauren mentioned earlier, she and I were friends long before we started dating. Um, and I would say if that's a possibility for you is is build a friendship. Build a, you know, a kind of a floor there to stand on, to to know one another, another to have that understanding. And then that kind of helps iron out those things in the future.
1: Yeah, you can't really predict or control when you meet somebody. But what you can control and what you can change is the relationship that you have with them. So just taking that time to establish a foundation before things get to um into a more i don't know i guess intimate phase you really spend time i think it's safe to just spend time getting to know someone without the pressure of being like you know what let's let's start dating let's get serious let's be in a relationship let's just hang out like let's, let's just get to know one another and that really helps take care of conflict ahead of time yep absolutely so, uh, one thing also that I want to point out that you hear all the time, and I think it's just really critical. I don't want the episode to go by without mentioning this is don't follow your heart. <laughs> um, that, yes. that is, I feel like that's my number one dating tip because that, that's not biblical and your heart is going to deceive you. Yeah. Um, the Bible says in Jeremiah 17 that the heart is deceitful above all things, beyond cure. And it says, who can understand it? And so, only the only the Lord can understand.
0: It's such a powerful verse. Yeah. Deceitful above all things. And I yeah. think that we make our dating relationships based on a feeling of, oh, they just
1: make my heart so happy. And that's why getting to know someone is so critical. Yeah your heart is going to deceive you. You're going to overlook things about them that maybe you don't you aren't you don't love or you don't care about. And that's why it's so important before you get in a relationship, have I don't want to say a list, because I also don't like that mentality of you have to measure up to this, this and this. Right. But I also think it's very important character wise, I am not gonna compromise in this area. Yeah. I'm not gonna be with someone who's dishonest. Yeah. I am not gonna be with someone who doesn't make Um, their relationship with God a priority making that framework because your heart will deceive you the word says it and so you have got to have something that is more objective something that you can look at in more of black and white terms because whenever you just get into it and you're going based off your feelings you're going down a slippery slope
0: yeah yeah, for sure. Interesting that you brought that up. The heart being deceitful above all things, um, because one of the uh, one of the things that actually my very next note that I had that I wanted to to kind of touch on and following after your heart is exactly what this is. Is is the reality that love is not blind. I mean, you hear that saying all the time. Oh, well, love is blind. Well, love is not blind. Uh, if it is, I mean, love can be blind, and if it is, that's very dangerous for you um, because. Probably if you're in a relationship that you say, well, love is blind, probably what you're actually doing is just following after the feelings of your heart and following after your heart, you'll, you'll ignore red flags. You'll ignore things that on a, just a normal relationship, friendship basis that you would look at someone and say like, Ooh, I don't know about that. But whenever you're just following after this feeling, it's like you throw everything to the wind and it's like, happy, go lucky. You're I don't know, running through fields of flowers or something, whatever, whatever love scene you imagine <laughs> that you just feel so happy. And, and you've, you've kind of ignored everything that your brain is saying, like, well, hold on, like, hit the brake pedal. Let's figure some things out here. Because blind love will lead you to dysfunctional relationships. Yeah. It will lead you to that point of being in a relationship that maybe you have someone that has anger and rage issues, and, or maybe someone that, is insulting to you and you know is downplaying on you all the time and makes you feel like you're not good enough for them and there's all these things that you could you could tie yourself down and you could anchor anchor yourself into a relationship and in fact if you had not followed your heart but instead taken a practical approach that you could have avoided a lot of hurt you could have avoided a lot of pain and you could have avoided a lot of spiritual setback because inevitably when you're following after your heart, you're not following after the things that God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. You're following after your feelings and your emotions. And we should first be putting all of our emotion towards our relationship with Christ and letting that shape who we are. And I also want to give maybe a, a piece of encouragement to someone. If you're one of the people that hung out through this through this uh, episode and you're a married person and you're saying, man, maybe I did some of this. Maybe I operated in blind love and I've got myself in a relationship that's hurting me and I'm married to someone now that we struggle and we fight and we have arguments or whatever it is that you're dealing with.
1: But that's all normal too.
0: That's all normal.
1: Arguments are normal.
0: (laughs) And that's okay. Don't feel that, well, I failed myself. I failed my relationship with God and I failed as a person. No, that's not the case at all. That simply means that you guys might just have to pull the line a little bit harder to be able to make the difference. You guys might just have to put in a few more hours of extra work in your prayer and your studying and your relationship and being able to sit down on the couch and have a conversation and say like, this really upsets me or this troubles me or it hurts me when you say these things. And if you get into a point that you're in a relationship and you're talking about these things and you're working through it and things get heated, it's okay to say, let's take 20 minutes and let's come back to this conversation. And if you find that you're struggling and you can't find that middle ground and you can't find that place that you feel that you're both advancing and that you're that you're both growing, then one hundred percent I know we've talked about this in, in the episode that we had the um, the interview with Adam and Carissa King, but I wanna I wanna reiterate it. It's been in Christian society it's been this thing of, well, it's such a like you shouldn't need counseling. Well no, that's I'm sorry, that's garbage counseling is okay. And in fact, counseling is an amazing, wonderful, beautiful thing. And if you can't find that common ground in your relationship, that's okay to call a counselor and say like, here's what we're struggling with. And we just need someone to talk to. We need a third party that's disconnected. That doesn't know us. That doesn't know everything. That's not a family member. That's not our best friend. That's not someone's cousin or whatever. Just find that person that's disconnected. That says, Okay, here's what you can do and here's how I can help you and, and here's the things you guys can work on in order to fix that and in order to strengthen yourself.
1: Yeah, and I would just to tap onto that. Just make sure who you're getting counseling from has the same values as you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: it's really important that if you're getting counseling and you're striving to live out, I mean, obviously you're listening to this podcast, but you're trying to live out a godly life, make sure that the counselor you see has the same values because yeah. that way they can help guide you in, you know, some the peace of mind and kind of help you work through all of that that's biblical.
0: Right. And if you're maybe in that state and you think we need a counselor but I wouldn't know where to turn to we will 100% in privacy we won't be sharing oh can you believe so and so but please feel free contact us call us email us send us a message on social media and whatever and say we would really love to find some counseling but we don't know where to look because I promise you I will put hours into researching someone into finding someone for you because at the end of the day our whole purpose in doing this is to share that God loves you. God wants to see you succeed. God wants your relationship to be amazing and to flourish. And I'll do whatever it takes to help you get through that. Yeah. Lauren and um, I both, we will We will work. We will help you guys to find that person, find that counseling session, and do what it takes to improve your relationship.
1: Yeah, we definitely don't do this uh, for our benefit. I mean, <laughs> we benefit from this, the conversations that we have and the topics that the two of us talk about but we're not out here trying to promote ourselves is what I'm saying. Right. So this we're, is,
0: we're here for you guys. And so if you have anything, that's what we're, that's what we're here for.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we should probably get to wrapping up on this, As but I say, we've
0: just been rambling.
1: I, I just want to, one thing I want to close out that I, th- I think is important and essential is if you can't have a kingdom minded conversation with the person that you're dating, um, if you can't talk to that person about things that trouble your soul, about, you know, maybe family members that you want to see come to know the Lord, if you can't talk to them about ways the two of you could improve the church or um, burdens that you have, if you can't talk about how you can better serve leadership, if you can't talk about your Bible reading or interpretation, that is a huge issue. Yeah. Yeah. Because God's design for marriage, which, again, is what you're working towards, is that your relationship is a reflection of God and his people. Right. Like, the the Bible talks about um, the church being the, um, the bridegroom. Right. And if you can't be that reflection... Then I think you know it's. Let's get back and reevaluate. Yeah. Because that is the purpose in the two of you being together, and you want to make sure that the center of what you are doing is to further the kingdom. Yeah. And to draw you closer to to God.
0: Yeah. God did not design man and woman to have a, a good relationship and to look like the most attractive couple in the world and to be the coolest people and their circle of friends. From the beginning, when God created Eve, he said it is not good that man is alone, I will create him a helper. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's so important to realize is that that is your point in your relationship here. Your relationship is to edify the kingdom, is to be used of Christ and is to share his love in this world. um, and so I think that's the main goal there is keep that in mind in your relationship. It's not about being the best you or you guys being the best couple, but it's about finding that helper that God has created for you so that you can do the work of his kingdom e- efficiently
1: yeah, effectively. Absolutely. We hope that this is helpful to you in the phase of life that you find yourself. Um, but I hope that this isn't something that... It, you're leaving or turning your this podcast off feeling discouraged and just upset and you feel like you have so much to work on because the reality is every it's all part of the journey you know it is all part of becoming the person that God wants you to be with someone else or without someone else and so even if that means you have some things to work on be encouraged that God knows where you are Mm -hmm. and he will meet you there and you don't know maybe that the person that you're dating maybe they feel the exact same way and you just need to communicate that and the two of you are on the same page you just don't know it and so um we're here for you guys we're praying for you we hope that this has been helpful for you and um we love y'all
0: yeah can't wait to see you next week